0: Today is June 29th, 2021, In our first story, a Trump supporter speaking to CNN said that unless Donald Trump is reinstated as president soon, there will be a civil war. While one Trump supporter's words isn't indicative of much, many people share the sentiment. In our next story, Tucker Carlson says that a whistleblower revealed he is being spied upon by the NSA and they plan to leak his communications to discredit his show and get him removed from the air. And our last story, the Delta variant is here. Los Angeles is reinstating its mask guidelines, even if you are vaccinated. So it seems regardless of whether or not you got the vaccine, the lockdowns may be coming back. If you like this show, give us a good review and give us five stars. And if you really like the show, share it with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. In what may be one of the most ominous statements yet, as fears of conflict, violence, and maybe even civil war are on the rise, a Trump supporter speaking to CNN said that should the former president not be reinstated soon, there will be civil war. Now, I'm mostly kidding. The person did actually say this. It was just one guy outside a Trump rally. I don't completely disagree. And that's the point. But come on, this is becoming a trending story. The Hill is reporting it. CNN and leftist journalists are running with this saying Trump supporters are calling for civil war. Oh, no. Well, the discussion has been happening for a long time. Just last night, we had Adrian Curry on the show and we were talking about the prospect of a peaceful divorce that many of the states in this country do not want to live the same way as the other states, and that before things get out of hand, there needs to be a peaceful divorce. Now, I think that's a bad thing. I really do. We got to keep our focus on what China has been doing in the rise of these international conflicts. The US breaking apart is terrifying. But the sad reality is it may be true. Now, this one Trump supporter said there could be a civil war, and he may be right. We've been dealing with a culture war, a cold civil war, as some have called it, and it's gone hot. We may be in an era of fourth and fifth generational warfare, so maybe it won't actually go into full-scale war. Maybe there will just be a country breaking apart. But what are we hearing now? Tucker Carlson saying earlier that Joe Biden's administration is spying on him, at least according to a whistleblower who spoke to him. The left is saying Tucker's lying. But we've already seen the tit for tat. Adam Schiff spies on a journalist. So then Trump spies on Adam Schiff. And here you go. Both sides willing to use power to a certain degree. Republicans seem less likely to use it, but both sides willing to use power because they feel that we are in some kind of conflict. The left says that Republicans are evil. The right says the Democrats are evil. And I know, I know, I know many of you are already saying, yeah, well, our side is true and correct. And it may be that one side is more correct than the other. Most of you know, my bias does not lead, uh, lead, lead me to the Democrats, of course, but All that matters is that people are drumming up this conflict because they do not respect what the other side is saying, nor do they believe them. And now we're seeing something interesting. Several states have been sending either police or National Guard to to the Texas border because Texas feels like the federal government has abandoned them, shutting down the wall, and more and more videos are emerging of people rushing across the border. This could result in several states saying no confidence in the federal government. Now, I think we've seen harder times in the past, but the question isn't right. The question isn't, is it harder now than it's ever been? The question is, will this lead to something more serious or something worse? Perhaps. California is banning state travel to several states, West Virginia, Florida, and a few others. The divide is happening. I don't know what we could do to actually stop it. And at the same time, as we're having this clear conflict between political factions, there is an economic crisis. Gas prices have reached a, a, I think we're we're dealing with like a seven year high. Prices are skyrocketing. And we're only about six months in to Joe Biden's presidency. Naturally, this is going to cause very serious tension. So maybe this one lone Trump supporter saying, hey, there's going to be a civil war. Maybe we can look at that story and say, come on, the hill, it's one guy. Or maybe there's a reason why they're showing the story. It doesn't matter who's right or who's wrong. It matters that both sides are looking at this saying that it's going to happen. They believe it. They want it. Not everybody does. But it's certainly becoming, well, people are starting to believe that it's inevitable. And that's why they call for peaceful divorce. Let's take a look at some of these stories. The, the spying The sending troops to the border, the conflict, this is getting creepy. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com and become a member to get access to our exclusive members-only section. Last night, we had the wonderful and amazing Adrienne Curry. She's absolutely incredible. And in the bonus segment for TimCast.com, she talked about the deep, dark secrets of Hollywood that they're basically open secrets. These are things we can't talk about on YouTube. They're very serious conversations. You'll want to check this one out. But when you support TimCast.com, you're also helping our newsroom. We, we just hired, I think, four more people to do production and news for TimCast.com, so we are expanding rapidly. If you think we're doing a good job and uh, you, and you want to see more of this, then please become a member at TimCast.com. Like this video, subscribe to this channel, and share the video with your friends. Let's read this story. Look at this. 3,695 shares. Trump supporter warns CNN reporter of civil war if former president not reinstated soon. Now, could there be something to this? Well, Arizona is conducting an audit. Matt Brainerd told me on Timcast IRL to buckle up for what's about to come. I've not seen any evidence, but certainly there are many people who support the president who are very confident something is coming. Well, Here's one Trump supporter. The Hill reports CNN reporter Donnie O'Sullivan spoke with several supporters of former President Trump ahead of his first post-presidential rally on Saturday, many of whom told him they fully expect the real estate mogul to be reinstated before the end of the summer and warned of potential political violence in America if he's not. He didn't lose. I know he didn't lose, one woman told O'Sullivan, indicating she believes unfounded claims made by Trump and other Republicans that widespread voter fraud led to an unfair election that swung in President Biden's favor. Now I'm going to pause right there and just say this. As I explain in terms of the civil war, it doesn't matter who's right. It matters. Certainly it matters to a certain degree. Okay, so let let me walk that back. When I say that Joe Biden won, you turn on the TV, they say, here's the vote count. Joe Biden won. Joe Biden's in the White House. A lot of people seem to think that there's fraud. We've not seen the evidence. I have had these conversations. I've seen a lot of people mention circumstantial evidence. Okay, I defer to Matt Brainerd, who said, buckle up and we'll wait and it'll take time. So be it. I'm willing to see any evidence that comes out. For the time being, there isn't any. There's some circumstantial evidence of some things. But Donald Trump is not the president. Joe Biden got 81 million votes. And you've heard my conversations. If you saw the special bonus segment with Steve Bannon, I think what happened is I've long maintained is that Trump got oceans elevened, And the way I describe that is the year before they were doing a bunch of programs like vote in the park. They were uh, changing the laws. They had mail-in voting. They were doing everything in their power to play the long game. And I think Trump didn't get it. We'll see what happens. What you need to understand about the left and the current iteration of this Cold War or Cold Civil War, whatever it is, is that the left has something technically right. The leftists believe this fascistic, or or, I, I should say they operate under this fascistic principle that there is no truth but power. That's not correct. There is truth. There is objective reality. But in terms of politics, power can sometimes trump the truth and that's horrifying. And what that means is If there are people who are lying, cheating, and stealing, and they have the power to do that, then the lies become law. Not that it's true. We know some things aren't true, but they maintain that power. So you talk to me about what you think it means to win. I'll tell you those who have the power won. It doesn't mean they're correct, but we'll see what happens with this audit. I'm willing to wait. They just wrapped it up, and we'll go over the certain uh, stories that are coming out about this. But what did this guy say? They say many of the supporters who gathered for the Saturday rally in Wellington, Ohio, wore memorabilia and carried signs and slogans saying like Trump won and Biden sucks. It's about all of them and 2020. And the next one, another woman told O'Sullivan about her Trump won t-shirt. O'Sullivan pressed the woman on the election's results saying, but he lost though in 2020, right? No, she responded. A third group of Trump supporters indicated before the rally that the one message they hoped to hear from the former president is that he's coming back. Trump has reportedly been pressuring allies in conservative media and other confidence to push his claim that the election was stolen and suggest he will be reinstated as soon as August. There is no mechanism by which such reinstatement could happen. That's true. When I've talked to Steve Bannon and Matt Brainerd, they've just said, we are in uncharted territory. That's it. I've had a few people mention to me privately saying, I respect that you had them on to say these things. Of course, the things they said YouTube bans you for. But they felt like there's been a lot of claims without evidence, that there's been several months where they're like, this is going to happen in March and this is going to happen in April and then things don't happen. That's fine, though. I respect their right to their process. I look forward to seeing what they present and we will talk about it when the evidence comes out. For the time being, the only thing we can say is that Bill Bill Barr mentioned there was some fraud. Um, A lot of people don't like Bill Barr. The left hates him and the right hates him. He didn't do a, a comprehensive investigation, at least many Trump supporters seem to think so, and they're not happy with the results. But it seems to be right now, the only thing we have is that, yeah, James O'Keefe caught some fraud, but not enough to affect the outcome of the election. And you need to make sure you do not underestimate your rivals. Coming into 2022, if you want to win and 2024, you can't operate under the assumption the system doesn't work and that you lost because, and this is something Steve Bannon said to me, you get a lot of people who are demoralized who believe these things. They're not going to show up. And I think Matt Brainerd said something like that as well. The idea is you need to make sure people believe that you go out and vote and you can win. So I'll put it this way. Sorry. I know people want to believe there's a lot of evidence. There's not. There are certain uh, lawsuits that I thought should have gone through. There were process uh, uh, claims and they were shut down by the courts in what seemed to be really trashy manners. Uh, But for the time being, we're going to see what what. The Arizona audit gets us, and then we got to see what happens in Fulton County in Georgia and then Wisconsin. And there are some really confident Trump supporters, but I'm not going to sit here and claim things exist that I have not seen. I've certainly seen some seen some interesting bits of evidence. I digress, though. Let's get back to the politics at hand. Quote, he's coming back soon, and you guys are going down, a Trump supporter in Wellington, identified as Ron, told O'Sullivan, sparking laughter from others in his group. The military already knows it was a fraud. He won by over 80%. I'm sorry. I do not believe that. Look, you want to come to me and claim that in 2016, they didn't expect this and Trump got a narrow victory. That's what Bannon told me. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five star reviews on Trustpilot. Google. And the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Tim pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or give them a call at 877-646-5347. Again, that number is 877 646 Five, three, four, seven. Bannon said to me that they like, look at the numbers in 2016. They did not expect that. Trump did really, really well in 2020. Now, of course, Bannon has some very specific opinions. You can't say on YouTube, but this that, that this idea, look, if something comes out of Arizona, I think it'll be controversy and that's it. The left will make their claims. They're already doing it, saying the Republicans are tampering it. Let me put it this way. I could make a video and say a bunch of things and just get banned. I could make a video and just tout whatever the mainstream media says and just half the time be lying because the media lies. Or I can say this. Look at the bigger picture. Is there going to be violence in a civil conflict? I believe we are inching towards that every day. It doesn't matter who's right or who's wrong. It doesn't matter what claims are being made. It matters that people believe them. The left believes what they believe the right believes what they believe. And that's what you need to understand. Now you can choose to believe what you want. I'm not telling you I have all the answers and I, and I know everything. In fact, I bet a lot of you probably know more than I do. The fact remains who will uh, uh, that they're, they're, we're inching towards conflict and someone is going to have more people than the others or at least more confidence they want to mention at uh Ron continued, "He's coming back before the middle of August." And what if that doesn't happen? O'Sullivan asked. "We're going to be in a civil war because the militia will be taking over." And the man responded. A self-described member of the right-wing three percenters militia group who attended the rally told O'Sullivan that he was at the U.S. Capitol on January 6 when a mob of Trump supporters breached the complex. This guy said he wasn't actually in there. He went on to say, "You know, I don't think anybody should have went inside, but when you're worked up in the moment and the adrenaline is pumping, you know, it just happens." The man in a Kevlar vest said. One woman told O'Sullivan she believed that the insurrection was completely staged. I know that's not true because we have excellent journalists who have been here, who were on the ground and watched it happen and knew some of the people who were there. Or I should say, recognized them from other events. Maybe. Sorry. I think a bunch of people got worked up, got really angry and stormed into the Capitol. And I think some people were let in by cops. But here's where we go. Here's, here's where we're at. Take this out from The Hill. Arizona's Maricopa County to replace all voting machines after GOP audit. I'm going to stress this again. You go ahead and do your research. Believe what you want to believe. What I want to talk about is big picture stuff. Republicans right now, many not for the most part Republicans, but Trump supporters are calling out this as suspect, saying we we audit the machines to make sure they're working properly and then you remove them. Either that's saying you don't like the fact that someone checked your machines and, and is trying to hold you accountable or want to replace the machines with ones that haven't been checked, which is just no matter which side you're on. The left is saying we must replace them. The right tampered with them. The right is saying we check them or holding you accountable. And now you're swapping them out. So there is your circumstance here. Choose your side, I suppose. Of course, you know where my bias lies. Let's read. They say Arizona's Maricopa County announced Monday that it plans to replace all of the voting machines that were turned over to the state Senate And other officials overseeing the audit of the 2020 presidential election results. The Maricopa County Board of Supervisors released its response to a May letter from Arizona Secretary of State Katie Hobbs, in which she expressed concerns regarding the security and integrity of these machines. Given that the chain of custody, a critical security tenant has been compromised and election officials do not know what was done to the machines while under Cyber Ninja's control. I actually think it's kind of fair. You've got a third party group doing an audit. Okay, I guess you got to change the machines, but there's there definitely needs to be a public group, an independent investigation that goes through these machines just because it's an election. I mean, why wouldn't we? In response, the county told Hobbs it shares your concerns and added that the board acknowledges the secretary of state's authority as Arizona's chief election officer to determine what equipment is acceptable for use in Arizona's elections. Accordingly, I write to notify you that Maricopa County will not use the subpoenaed election equipment in any future election. Monday's letter added. In a press release announcing the decision, the county vowed to never use equipment that could pose a risk to free and fair elections. The announcement comes after the Arizona Senate in April acquired the voting machines from Dominion Voting Systems. In addition to nearly 2.1 million ballots and voter information from the November 3rd election, through a court-approved subpoena as part of its election recount, the Arizona Senate turned over the voting machines to Cyber Ninjas, the firm contracted to oversee the audit, to determine if any of the equipment had been hacked or manipulated. A previous independent audit ordered by Maricopa County has already found that there were no irregularities or issues with the voting machines or their tabulation of votes. The Cyber Ninjas audit was spurred by Republicans in the state state, who expressed concerns over the validity and integrity of the county's election results and repeated unsubstantiated claims of widespread fraud in the 2020 election that have been advanced by former President Trump. Hobbs, among other Democrats and voting analysts, have condemned the ongoing audit which has lasted much longer than previously anticipated as a partisan move based on unfounded conspiracy theories. The Secretary of State last month specifically sought to address the concerns on the voting machines that were obtained and reviewed by Cyber Ninjas, which has had no prior experience in auditing elections. The firm's CEO, Doug Logan, has spread conspiracy theories on the 2020 election in Arizona in now deleted tweets. Let me just pause for a second. You see how they add these things to poison the well? Cyber Ninjas has no experience auditing elections. When was the last time we had an election audit? How often do election audits happen? How many companies have experience doing that? It's kind of a weird thing to say. Now, I'll tell you this we should audit every state, all 50 of them. I'm not kidding. If we want confidence in this system, and you are trying to convince ardent Trump supporters that believe that, you know, who don't like Joe Biden, you want to convince them that Joe Biden is the president, you do the audit, you spend the money. What's the alternative? Conflict, fighting, violence? We don't want that. So you can spend money on on bullets and APCs or you can do an audit. They've done some reviews of the elections, but this is a legitimate hard audit. You've got constant surveillance, constant security, three different groups checking each ballot, So they're being checked three times. It'll be interesting to see what they come out with, but that won't come out for a few months. So we'll see. In the meantime, we have well, we have more news. Arizona audit boss claims CIA may have produced disinformation on election fraud in new film. You know what, man? This is a fight for ideology. There are going to be a lot of people who will make claims in an attempt to preempt any findings. Guess what? Maybe in Arizona they didn't find anything. And so already they're going to come out and make claims. Well, the Democrats are already making those claims to hedge what may come out. In fact, several articles, I think one was from Slate, they were like, It's seeming increasingly likely that Arizona is going to claim that Trump is the real winner or something to that effect. Okay, whatever. We live in the truly stupidest of times. But there are real world problems we need to focus on. It's not just about controversy over an audit or what a Trump supporter said. Check this out. From Stars and Stripes, Texas governor sends 500 National Guard troops to border for humanitarian crisis. Yeah, Texas doesn't have confidence in what the federal government is doing. This story is from March 9th, 2021. Hey, my birthday, by the way. They, they did this because when Joe Biden got in, he said not to the wall. He started bringing in more illegal immigrants. or I should say he increased the pull factor by saying he was going to be helping people out by ending Trump's Remain in Mexico policy, which officially ended July 1st. And so Texas was forced to act. We then saw Ron DeSantis, June 25th. He was going to be he will be sending 50 state police officers to assist Texas on the southern border. Amazing. Why? Why is Florida getting involved? And now there's this from Newsweek. South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem to send National Guard troops to Texas border. What's happening on the border that's resulting in these states feeling the need to intervene? I'm sure many Democrats would just say, oh, they're just doing that to make, you know, Biden look bad. But we have a border crisis. We know we do. We know we have a border crisis. And Biden and Jen Psaki and these these government officials, they know it too. And so Kamala Harris is finally going to the border. Why? Because Donald Trump is going to the border. What are they doing about it? The things that the Biden administration has done has made things worse. And because they will not assist Texas— other states are stepping up. This is what scares me. South Dakota sends troops to Texas. Florida sends state troopers to Texas. We are seeing states assist other states who are at odds with the federal government. Newsweek reports. No Republican, made the announcement on Twitter on Monday. She becomes the latest GOP governor to pledge assistance to Texas Governor Greg Abbott and Arizona's Governor Doug Ducey. Uh, Invoked the Emergency Management Assistance Compact on June 10th. Tomorrow morning, I'm officially announcing up to 50 National Guard troops to Texas to help secure our border, Nome wrote. The Biden administration has failed to keep America safe. We shouldn't be making our own communities communities vulnerable by sending police to fix Biden's border crisis. OK, maybe the Democrats will come out and they will say, this is just an attempt to make Biden look bad. The problem isn't really that bad. Who needs South Dakota? You see what's happening? If that's true, it's worse than you realize. It's bad enough if Joe Biden's dropping the ball and Texas is panicking. It's worse if they're sending troops because they're actually just at political odds and trying to win office. That's where we're at. So it's worrying to me that we're, we're, we're inching closer towards some kind of breakup. Here's a story from KREM two CBS. This is from June 3rd they don't want us. They don't have to have us. Seven rural counties back seceding from Oregon. The greater Idaho movement is pushing for at least 18 counties to leave their home state and join Idaho. I mentioned this in a previous segment. And those listening on the audio podcast, you'll hear this in an an upcoming segment. This says to me that people are starting to get serious. The conversations are traveling. And the more people see things like this, you know, they actually voted to secede. The more they'll feel confident that they too can challenge the system and say, enough. And what happens then? Is Oregon going to have to send in police? Here's what I'm trying to show you. You see what happens at the Texas border. You see South Dakota and Florida say we will intervene. What happens if these seven rural counties in Oregon say we we no longer recognize the state of Oregon as having jurisdiction over us? So they stop paying taxes, stop complying. Will Oregon call in help? from, say, California's National Guard? What if they do? What if Washington, what if they say to Washington, we need some National Guard to come down here and quell the rebellion? It's possible. It's possible they say we need interstate compact assistance. Now, it seems improbable. I think nobody wants to believe this stuff's happening, but it is. From the AP, California bans state travel to Florida and four other states. The AP reports California added five more states, including Florida, to the list of places where state funded travel is banned because of laws that discriminate against members of the LGBTQ community. The state attorney general announced Monday. Democratic Attorney General Rob Bonta added Florida, Arkansas, Montana, North Dakota and West Virginia to the list that now has 17 states where state employee travel is forbidden, except under limited circumstances. Quote, make no mistake. We're in the midst of an unprecedented wave of bigotry and discrimination in this country, and the state of California is not going to support it. Lawmakers in 2016 banned non-essential travel to states with laws that discriminate against the LGBTQ community. The 12 other states on the list are Texas, Alabama, Idaho, Iowa, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, Kentucky, North Carolina, Kansas, Mississippi, and Tennessee. The five states newly added to the list have introduced bills in their legislatures this year that prevent transgender women and girls from participating in school sports consistent with their gender identity, block access to health care, and allow the discrimination of the LGBTQ community, community Bonta said. Florida, Montana, Arkansas, and West Virginia passed laws that prevent, okay, that's, we, we already read that. North Dakota signed into law a bill allowing certain publicly funded student organizations to restrict LGBTQ students from joining without losing funding. I'm not here to make a judgment call on those states. Or necessarily on California, simply to point out that these states are asserting what they will not support and what they challenge. And California is saying, then we will not be working with you. So where does all of that lead? I think when you see the political strife, and now you'll start seeing the economic strife, these things will mix together in a pot and people will say, I've had enough, whether it's the left or the right. How many people do you think in California are saying these bigoted, awful states, 18% of the population is getting 50 senators? That is not fair. And I've had enough. And how many people on the right are going to say we are sick of the big cities claiming that they control this country just because they outvote their rural populations does not give them the right to seize government? You see where it's going. Yeah, it's true. The blue states have massive population centers. But take those blue cities out of those states, and they're all red states. They're all red. And that's it. They'll claim, oh, we've got X amount of people in this state, and it's blue. Yeah, well, half of them are Democrats. The fact is, Trump gets 74 million votes. Biden gets 81 million. You can make arguments about what you think or what you don't think. That's the number that gets reported. I certainly think, because I've seen a bunch of really dumb people with no business in politics voting, people I know to have no idea what they're talking about voting for Biden. I believe it. I do. I should say it's the the only thing I can say. Let's get the evidence out there and we'll talk about it. For the time being, it doesn't seem to be that there's anything substantive. But there are audits happening. There are claims. I'm told to buckle up. I will. Until then, I don't know what you want me to say. But I will say this. Gas prices hit seven-year high as stations run low on fuel ahead of the 4th of July. The New York Post reports. The nationwide average price for a gallon of regular gas at 3.09 on Monday, the highest Americans have been asked to shell out ahead of the holiday weekend since 2014, according to data from the American Automobile Association. AAA forecasts that 43.6 million Americans will travel by car this weekend. Quote: Today, 89% of US gas stations are selling regular unleaded for 2.75 or more. That is a stark increase of the last Fourth of July, when only a quarter of stations were selling gas for more than 2.25. Jeanette McGee, AAA spokesperson, said road trippers will pay the most to fill up for the holiday since 2014, and there's no sign of prices cooling off, with AAA saying that prices at the pump will likely continue to rise through the end of summer. So what caused this? In 2021, gas is on the rise. Now, in 2018, gas went up, stopped short of $3, leveled off a little bit lower, and then went down dramatically. In 2019, it went up a little bit before the summer. And then went down again. It's on average higher now. Of course, many people are blaming Joe Biden for this. I'm not super concerned about whose fault it is. What I'm concerned about is this will cause economic strife. You get someone who makes 15 bucks an hour. They got to pay for gas to get to work. They got to buy a bus ticket. That means gas. When gas goes up, everything else has to go up. Now the guy who gets 15 bucks an hour and is like, we did it. We won $15 an hour says 15 bucks an hour ain't buying me anything. I can't pay my rent. I can't pay my bills. I need more. Economic strife will come. And when people struggle to feed themselves and pay their rent, and you add on this political controversy, you will get lots of very angry people looking for that outlet. The riots we saw last year with George Floyd. Many people said that it was actually the lockdowns. People were mad about George Floyd for sure, but they had pent up rage from being locked in their cubicle apartments for months, and they finally snapped. As it goes, when 40% of someone's income goes towards food, so they say, that's when a revolution happens. And apparently, we're getting close to that. So what do we do? I am fairly optimistic. I know this has been a fairly pessimistic segment, but for all of the negative, I think we may be dealing with some very serious hardship moving forward, but the night is always darkest before the dawn. We could see these very serious struggles in the end. I do think we're going to be freer and safer because of it. I do not believe the evil will succeed. They may gain ground. They may, they may gain control for some time, but in the long run, I think we're going to be okay. I really do. I mean, things are bad. We've got this story from CNN, millions of jobs and a shortage of applicants. Welcome to the new economy. That's right. We're hiring here at TimCast.com, and it's actually been hard to hire certain jobs There's a lot of jobs up for grabs, a lot of people who don't want those jobs or aren't working or aren't applying. So what's happening? Where are the people at? The political conflict isn't dying down. These people being interviewed by CNN are saying it's going to get bad. Should I care about what some old people, you know, older people at a Trump rally have to say? Maybe not. Maybe young people won't do anything and don't care and life is just comfortable for them. Or maybe it's not. Maybe food prices are going up. Maybe more lockdowns are underway. They're saying the Delta variant, we got to wear masks and social distance again. Maybe that will lead to people saying, I've had enough and I just can't take it anymore. And then you look at what's happening ideologically. Sure, people might get mad about not having coffee for breakfast. They might get mad because they can't afford to buy bacon or bacon's not showing up or they can't buy gas. But then they see something rage inducing and ideological and they say, that's the problem. It's your fault. And then it gets serious. I do not believe right now that Donald Trump will be president in August. I think that's ridiculous. Maybe he'll win in 2024. Some people are talking about Republicans winning the House and then making Trump Speaker of the House. That would be hilarious. For the time being, I just don't see it. So what are these people going to do when it doesn't happen? Are they just going to go away or are they going to keep up the news and the conversations that drives them angrier and angrier? I don't know. I just know this. It was almost three years ago we heard about the Cold Civil War from that Princeton professor. We saw battles in the street. It's only gotten worse to the highest levels of government now. So, is something coming? Maybe. But I certainly think it will not be what you expect it will be. I don't think it's going to look like what you think it will look like. But I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not a psychic. I get a lot of things wrong. We get some things right. When I get things right, I'm pretty surprised. You know, like, wow, that's scary. But I think a lot of people on the left and the right believe we're headed towards some kind of very serious disaster. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash TimCast. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then. Last night, Tucker Carlson made a bold claim on his show. He said that a whistleblower had approached him, provided his show with communications that came from Tucker's phone or email, the only place they could have come from. And stated that the NSA was spying on Tucker Carlson and was planning on leaking his information, his communications, in an attempt to get the show removed from the air. It's hard to know what's true these days. Hyperpolarization is within the highest levels of government. We have clear delineation between factions, the establishment, the anti-establishment. Tucker Carlson, of course, is one of the most prominent anti-establishment voices, if not the most prominent. So do I believe it? It's hard to say for sure. It's hard to say for sure, but I will say I would err on the side of Tucker's telling the truth. I don't see a reason for him to lie. Perhaps he's preempting something like this. I don't know. Maybe Tucker's really the villain. Maybe someone who works for his company has the communications and he's trying to claim it's the NSA to to protect himself in the event some damning information comes out. Or maybe Tucker's telling the truth. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy to me to just make things up in to, to generate partisan conflict. Now, of course, if you ask the left, they'll claim, of course, he is. He's a liar. He's a deceiver. Actually, Tucker Carlson may be like the most honest guy on TV. Eh, I don't agree with everything he says. But should this story prove true, it is one of the most horrifying developments we've seen so far. The Hill reports. Tucker Carlson says Biden administration is spying on him. Are we at this point? Perhaps. Right now in Arizona, they have announced they've wrapped up their audit. We don't know exactly what we're going to get from it, but I can assure you this. YouTube will probably ban anyone who talks about the audit in Arizona. So this will get particularly interesting. Oh, sure, I can mention the audit. It happened. That's news. We know it happened. But the results, you know, rumors are already circulating about what they found. I spoke with Matt Brainerd, and he said, buckle up. You can check that out at TimCast.com new website should be launching soon. So but if you scroll back far enough and find that Matt Brainerd episode, he talks a bit about it. Not enough details, not enough evidence for me to make a definitive statement. But I'll put it this way. If it's true that the Biden administration is going to be spying on opposition journalists and personalities, then don't be surprised when it it gets bad. It gets real bad. I was just watching a clip from CNN. What's what's the guy's name? Donny O'Sullivan. And he's going around asking people at this Trump rally what they think is going to happen. One guy claims that Trump will, will re-enter office or something in August. I really, really do not believe it. I just, come on. You know how many times they've said this, that, or otherwise? Oh, it's going to be March. It's going to be April. Oh, no, no, it's August. And I'm just like, yeah, 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 whatever, dude. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. I'm not, I'm not believing any of that stuff. But one guy said that he was, he was a militia member. He said it was wrong for people to go into the Capitol but that he really does believe violence is coming. Now, I've been a bit optimistic lately. I've been a bit optimistic thinking about what we're doing at TimCast.com. I've been a bit optimistic based on what we're seeing. And even with the story about Tucker Carlson saying he's being spied on, I'm a bit optimistic. This This is someone in the NSA standing up for what's right. And if more people do this, we can avert the long fall. But if people don't step up and be brave, then there will be the long fall. But I hear the story about Tucker. And while we can talk about the threat of violence, civil war, or a peaceful divorce, whatever it is, the fracturing of this country, when I hear that people in the NSA are not standing up for this unethical, Ill, probably illegal behavior and are willing to go to Tucker and say, this is what's happening, it shows that there are still good people that are saying no to the chaos. If people don't step up within these agencies when they're committing these Well, I don't know if you should call them crimes, but when they're, well, spying on people, I say I don't know if we should call them crimes because they legalized their ability to spy on the American people, essentially violating our Fourth Amendment rights. The Constitution is Swiss cheese. But if there are people who are willing to stand up, then I believe at some point, if enough people stand up, then we will just stop where we are. The evil amoral crackpots will be stopped dead in their tracks. The reality is the establishment does not have total control over the people, just the institutions. And the woke cultists are a tiny fraction of this country. But too many people are scared to speak up. This individual was brave. And don't forget, you could do two things. Become a member at TimCast.com. Help support our work and our journalism. It's something good you can do if you like the content we do and you like the fact that we're analyzing these stories. We're going to be hiring more people. But if you want to be brave and you are working for an organization where you see illegal activity or malfeasance that you want to blow the whistle on, you can always go to Project Veritas because they'll protect you. They'll support you. James O'Keefe is a true fighter. Take a look at this story. And then we're going to break down. Let me, let me just let me put it this way. Adam Schiff published. Uh, I, I, I want to be very careful about how I say this for legal reasons. Adam Schiff was accused of publishing the private phone records of a journalist and then later denied it. It then came out recently that Donald Trump was spying on Schiff, and Schiff is outraged. I don't care whatever. You know what the point of that is, Trump's spying on Schiff, why he's trying to find the source of leaks from the government, and that's serious threat to government security. But spying on a congressman, even if you don't like the guy. But Adam Schiff, spying on journalists, you see where this leads to. A tit for tat. My side's right, your side's wrong. It doesn't matter whose side you're on. Now of course. The disaffected liberals, the, the, the culture war, right, conservatives, Trump supporters. I think all of you get this. The left doesn't. The leftists are like, oh, here goes Tim Pool talking about civil war again. I'm not saying anyone's right or wrong. I'm saying that when you see Trump say, I want information on Schiff and Schiff says, I want information on journalists. Tucker Carlson gets a notification from a whistleblower saying we're, that there's, the NSA is spying on you and going to leak your communications to defame and discredit you. This is psychological warfare. Now, it's almost borderline hot war. It's not economic. It's not info war. It's partly info war. But this is using the weight of law enforcement against individual citizens for political power. This is the border of some kind of hot war. I wonder, wh- I wonder how it will happen, though. I mentioned this yesterday. You had five, you, you, I think it was five counties in East Oregon voted to secede from Oregon and join Idaho. Many people say it's a pipe dream. It'll never happen. Oregon won't allow the, the eastern serfs to leave, and the federal government would never recognize it. So what does happen? Well, these people in Oregon aren't voting to secede from the union. They're voting to secede from Oregon. What happens if they stop complying with the state saying we no longer recognize your jurisdiction? We no longer recognize your authority because we, the people, have revoked our consent to be governed and have chose someone else. I mean, it's the founding of this country, right? So what, what are they going to do? What is Oregon going Oregon, uh, to send in state police and occupy eastern Oregon when these people say No. That'll be really interesting. And who will come to their aid? I don't know. What happens if these people are still paying their federal taxes, but stop paying their state taxes? I'm talking about entire counties. We're dangerously close to this. These people have already said we do not respect what Portland is doing. So we will see. But first, let's start with what's going on with the spying and tit for tat. The Hill reports Tucker Carlson says Biden admin is spying on him. The television personality said, The war on terror is now being waged against American citizens. The host went on to say that his show has heard from a whistleblower within the U.S. government who informed Carlson and producers that the NSA is, quote, monitoring our electronic communications and is planning to leak them in an attempt to take his show off the air. Now, that's a shocking claim, and ordinarily we'd be skeptical of it, Carlson told his viewers. The whistleblower, who was in a position to know, repeated back to us information about a story that we are working on. It could have only come directly from my texts and emails. There's no other possible source for that information, period. Tucker said the NSA captured that information without our knowledge, and it did it for political reasons. Carlson said that his show has sent a FOIA request and uh, to uh, to related to any alleged information gathered by the NSA and other agencies on the show. The television personality offered no additional evidence to support his claim which drew scrutiny from several users on social media. All right, let's analyze this. uh, Let's analyze this scrutiny. Bradley P. Moss says Tucker is making serious accusations with no proof and is basing corroboration on a story he allegedly is working on that none of us know about. Maybe his comms were picked up. We know DOJ collected comms of journos during Obama and Trump presidencies. Perhaps. Perhaps Tucker Carlson is being tricked by a hacker, somebody who spoofed an email and is pretending to have this information. I don't think Tucker would willy-nilly just come out and say this unless they've done at least a little bit of verification. Meaning, if someone comes to me and says they're an NSA whistleblower, the first thing I do is verify some uh, private information about them. I look up their uh, email address. I'll check their uh, social media accounts. And I'll try and see if this individual is telling the truth. Did Tucker Carlson do that? I'd imagine he probably did. Brian J. Caram says, Tucker Carlson, the NSA isn't spying on you. Also, the FBI wasn't behind the insurrection. Critical race theory will not result in genocide. But you will say literally anything to get attention. You're a sad, strange little man, and you have my pity. Why? That's a weird thing to say. Isn't this a uh, Carom guy supposed to be like from CNN or something? If Tucker Carlson's making a claim, then what do we do? We analyze it. We assess it. The Hill has reached out to the NSA for comment. Carlson's comments came in a segment. It began by discussing remarks from President Biden that top law enforcement officials have identified white supremacy as one of the greatest threats in the U.S. Carlson said he spoke to FBI agents who reportedly told him there are very few crimes committed by avowed white supremacists. Americans are, in fact, much more likely to die from a lightning strike than at the hands of a white supremacist, Carlson argued. White supremacy may be ugly. Many opinions are, but it's not a meaningful threat to the nation. Well, I agree with that last bit, but um, we're talking about an escalation. We're not talking about this stupid specter of white supremacy. Now, perhaps that's being used as a cudgel, as a manipulation technique to gain power, to justify the federal government going after certain individuals, to shut them down, to target militia groups or anyone who may be a threat as they're consolidating power. Here's a story from Salon. Adam Schiff calls for investigation after report Trump administration spied on his family. This baseless investigation, while well now, now closed, is in another example of Trump's corrupt weaponization of justice. I don't believe so. I don't believe this is an example of Trump's corrupt weaponization of justice. This is Donald Trump and the government going after leaks. And if the NSA is spying on people, and we know that Obama spied on journalists and prosecuted more whistleblowers and journalists under the Espionage Act than all other presidents combined— why should I be shocked that Trump was looking for a leaker? And if that's true and Adam Schiff is making this claim, sure, okay. It is shocking to hear that a president was, was investigating or spying on Adam Schiff. But what about, what, what, what about this story now that Tucker Carlson is being spied on? Should I believe it's not true when you are claiming that Trump was spying on a congressman? No, the people in power take that power and use that power. And there you go. They're going to spy, and we're going to see the escalation of this. It's not just about Tucker Carlson. Check out this story from the Wall Street Journal's opinion section. Schiff threatens press freedom. When the surveillance state exposes a journalist and his sources, there's an instant chilling effect. This is from December 9th, 2019. So a year and a half ago, reports came out. Documents were released. Adam Schiff published private details. Well, Let me, let me, let me just read, because for legal reasons, we've got to be very careful. From the Wall Street Journal, the Federal Bureau of Investigations, Domestic Investigations, and Operations Guide, the Bible for agents has long recognized that journalists, the clergy, and lawyers deserve special protections because of the constitutional implications of investigating their work. Penitents who confess to a priest, sources who provide confidential information to a reporter, and clients who seek advice from counsel are assumed to be protected by a high bar of privacy, which must be weighed against the state's interests in investigating matters or subpoenaing records. Judges and members of Congress also fall into a special FBI category because of the Constitution's separations of powers. The FBI and Justice Department have therefore created specific rules governing agents, I'm sorry, governing agents' actions involving special circumstances professionals, which include high-level approval and review. There are also special rules for subpoenaing journalists. If the executive branch, and by extension the courts, that enforce these privacy protections observe the need for such sensitivity, It seems reasonable that Congress should have similar guardrails, ensuring that the powers of the state are equally and fairly applied. House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff apparently doesn't see things that way. His committee secretly authorized subpoenas to AT&T earlier this year for the phone records of President Trump's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, and an associate. He then arbitrarily extracted information about certain private calls and made them public. Many of the calls to Mr. Schiff chose to publicize fell into the special circumstance categories. A fellow member of Congress, Chairman uh, Nunes of the Intelligence Committee, uh, a ranking member of the Intelligence Committees uh, and a Republican, two lawyers and a journalist, John Solomon. They published his private details of his phone calls. Was that fair game? Donald Trump is investigating these actions. Is that fair game? Tucker Carlson is being investigated. Is that fair game? The point is both sides will use their moral justifications for why they should be doing what they're doing. Now, of course, many of us probably believe, yeah, the NSA is wrong to spy on Tucker. Yeah, they were wrong to spy uh, or to publish the private information of a journalist and Trump's lawyer. The left will make their arguments as well that Trump was wrong to spy on Schiff and they were justified to go after corruption because everyone thinks the other side is the evil side. Perhaps we are right. Perhaps our side is the correct side. But does it matter? The escalation is here. The escalation is serious. They're spying on journalists. It's been happening. Adam Schiff did it. And now, according to Tucker Carlson, Biden is doing it. Obama did it. What did Trump do? Perhaps something similar, because people are weaponizing the power of government for their own political gains. And what happens when the factions view each other as inherently evil and that must be stopped or the true threat to democracy? democracy, they say. Well, the Democrats keep saying that Republicans are the bad guys. They're the wingnut party of white supremacy. And I'm sorry, that's a lie. It's 100% not true. It's not true. Republicans seem to sit on their hands, not really get much done. Of course, it's strange because I hear from so many activists on the left, that the Democrats are doing the same thing. But let me break it down for you. When the Democrats make demands like we want universal health care, Republicans say no. the Democrats say, we want to ban your AR-15s, the Republicans say no. Where are the Republicans saying, we want to ban government uh, um, healthcare programs? They don't. They agree with the Democrats. They're just going the speed limit. Where are the Republicans to say, we want to repeal gun restrictions? For the most part, at the federal level at least, they say, slow down there, Democrats. We'll ban some of it, but just give us some time. And that's the direction we go. Republicans provide no meaningful opposition to the Democrats. So the Democrats come out, and here's what they say. These activists say, we could have universal health care if the Democrats would just vote for it. And the Republicans say, we need strong Republicans to resist the Democrats. Okay, so long as that's the case, the Democrats are the only ones pulling. And all that's really happened is the Republicans are like stakes in the ground to be pulled out. They're not resisting. They're not pulling back. So as we see an escalation of tactics where they're going to manipulate and they're going to spy on people, where they're going to use the weight of the federal government to go after political rivals, what do you think that means? Trump may respond saying someone leaked and I'd like to get the bottom of it. And what do we get from Adam Schiff? He goes straight to a journalist's private records. Joe Biden goes straight to a journalist's private communications, not in in blocking an action, not in. with, with, with Donald Trump, an action had been taken, leaking, and he wanted to figure out who or why. What do we get with the Democrats? They take action preemptively. They want to know what you're doing beforehand. They'll publish it. So what do you think going to happen? As the Democrats gain more and more power, they will be the instigators. And it's not even necessarily Democrat or Republican. Those are just avatars, brand names for some element of the political body in the culture war. I fear what may end up happening is stories like this are going to freak people out. You're going to end up with maybe eastern Oregon. I mean, look, you got record heat slamming the Pacific Northwest right now. It's like 112 degrees right now. And you know what's happening is these big cities are using the, the eastern counties as serfs. Now, most of their tax revenue probably doesn't come from the east, but a lot of it does. So they're not going to represent them. They're not going to provide for them, but they're going to extract from them. Eventually, these counties might just say no, and their local police departments will say no. And then what? State police will have to come out and shut down these cities and occupy and make arrests. That'll be scary. Maybe it won't happen in eastern Oregon. I don't know. But what do you think happens when they actually do leak Tucker Carlson's private information? Maybe Tucker Carlson preempting this will stop it from happening, because now if the information gets leaked, people will point the finger at the Biden administration But if they're already engaging in this behavior, how long until it all just goes pop and then people just say, I've had enough noncompliance is powerful. These states are already saying that they're not going to comply. Taxes in Florida said later when it came to the COVID restrictions, California is now banning Florida and four other states saying, if you if you are working for the state, you cannot travel to these places. Why? Because of their politics. No joke because of their politics. Why is it that we should be beholden to the whims of California when they want open borders and they demand the census count the people they let in the country illegally? That's actually what happens. Illegal uh, immigrants come to California, get counted in the census, and it gives California political power. I believe it was the Heritage Foundation that estimated they get about one extra electoral vote. Not the end of the world, but that's still substantial. It's a free vote. Based on the fact that the census counts non-citizens, and then congressional seats are apportioned based on the amount of people, not citizens, and then your electoral vote is based on how many seats in Congress you have. You see how this works. Why should anyone else in the United States stand for something like that? I don't know. And with the speed of communications these days, with our ability to make videos like this and text each other and share these videos, it seems likely that more and more people are going to be apprised of the situation. And when it happens, there will be a rapid response. It used to take months. It used to take a long time. Now it's happen, happening faster and faster. So that's where things get a bit more worrying, I suppose. Maybe Tucker Carlson's wrong. Maybe someone's manipulating him. I don't think Tucker's an idiot. I think he did the basic level of fact checking. I think he looked into this person's name, probably said this guy works for the NSA. It's true. Or a contractor. And they're spying on us. So do you think they're spying on you? They're probably spying spying on me as well. Especially as we start ramping up timcast.com. I can only imagine they're going to start spying on our communications to try and figure out what stories we're working on. Things should get interesting. As the curse proclaims, may you live in interesting times. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and we will see you all then. And here we go. Mask mandates are back, baby. We are getting reporting from CNN that in Los Angeles, the public health department has reinstated the indoor mask mandate regardless of vaccination vaccination status due to the Delta variant. And the CDC is rethinking their prevention measures even for the vaccinated. We're also now hearing the World Health Organization this is from about a, a half week ago urges fully vaccinated people to continue to wear masks as Delta COVID variant spreads from the Wall Street Journal. Delta variant outbreak in Israel infects some vaccinated adults. It's happening. Australia is going to be re-entering its lockdown. The Delta variant is here. The media is all over it. And they're saying, even if you are vaccinated now, before I get into all of this, YouTube effectively obligates me to tell you, Nothing that I'm about to say should be taken as medical advice. I actually agree with that in terms of YouTube's rules. There are a lot of people who post really dumb videos about really dumb things. And then people listen to it. I understand their concern in this one when it comes to giving medical advice. You got to give it up to a doctor. A lot of people tell me they don't trust their doctors. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't if you don't trust doctors. Who do you trust, right? Imagine you had a plumber and you're like, My toilet's leaking, but I don't trust the plumbing industry because, you know, they want to break your plumbing. So you got to rehire them. It's like, dude, who do you hire then? You have to hire a plumber. Go to your doctor. Talk to your doctor about all of your medical issues, medical needs, and ask for medical advice. If you're unhappy, you get a second opinion. YouTube's got a bunch of crazy rules. I'll tell you this, but we got to talk about these things. It's very important because they are political issues that need to be discussed. They went nonstop they said everybody should go get vaccines. There are a bunch of angry doctors now posting on Twitter because the New York Times or something, to this, something like the New York Times, I can't remember exactly what happened, but it was like a lot of stories about kids defying their parents and going out and getting vaccinated. Stories about people going to like McDonald's or 7-Eleven. This is why I say to all of that, you got to go to your doctor, man. I don't like the idea of people walking up to a stranger who doesn't know their medical history and giving them medical advice. So like I said, I understand why YouTube does this. I don't necessarily agree with the censorship, especially when you get people like Brett Weinstein, whose podcast has now been demonetized. They are effectively shutting down these conversations. I would like to discuss any and everything that needs to be discussed. I recognize the importance of not taking financial advice and medical advice from people on the internet. But these are news stories I'm pulling up from certified news outlets that bring up political questions about the vaccinations and ultimately what it ended up doing. They're telling us. Then even if you're vaccinated, we are seeing this Delta variant. It sounds like a lot of people will not want to get vaccinated. And I, it's an interesting, it's, it's it's an honest question. Why should someone go out and get one of these vaccines? We're talking about booster shots. Some outlets, it was NBC saying that some people are mixing them up. I, I think it's all a bad idea. Talk to a doctor. OK, don't talk to me about it. But why should someone who looks at this say, all right, even if you're vaccinated, everything's locked down, right? Clearly, Something doesn't work, right? In terms of the mutations just generally happen. There was no end-all be-all solution. So here's where we are. How long until you think they start locking everything down again? How long until people just say it didn't work? I'm not entirely convinced that just because LA is doing this, it's going to result in mass lockdowns again, because I think people have reached their wits end. I can't imagine regular people just being like, okay, we're going to go back to the lockdown because people were kind of losing their minds. But- in many respects, it's happening. And this could be the precursor. The CDC is saying we're going we're gonna to figure this one out. Here's the story from CNN. They say the more dangerous and more transmissible Delta variant has spread to nearly every state in the U.S., feeding health experts concern over potential COVID-19 spikes in the fall. The variant was first identified in India and is now considered a variant of concern by the U.S. CDC, meaning scientists believe it can spread more easily or cause more severe diseases. The Delta variant now accounts for about one in every five new COVID infections in the U.S., the CDC has said. And with more than half of the population still not fully vaccinated, according to the CDC, health experts and officials worry that regions with low amounts of virus protection could see surges in the fall and winter. Okay, I'm going to be talking about things that YouTube has uh, banned people for. So make sure if you've made it this far, go to TimCast.com, become a member because that's what we are building up to make sure In the event we get banned on YouTube, which would be, I mean, it it would would be crippling. I mean, and that's an understatement, but at least we'll still have something up. We'll still be able to publish some content. But I got to be honest. I think if we get banned off YouTube, YouTube is the airwaves at this point. But let's talk about some serious issues. The Delta variant, they're telling people right now that they're going to be locking things down and you got to wear a mask, even if you're vaccinated. This will absolutely disincentivize people from getting vaccinated because they're going to be asking these questions. If I get vaccinated and I'm still going to be locked down, then what's the reason to do it? Well, talk to your doctor, see if, see, you know, figure out what's right for you. They'll go through your medical history. And the general idea, I suppose, is that if everybody gets the vaccine, then there's less likely, uh, less, it's less likely there's going to be spread of COVID. But if they're locking down anyway and telling you that even if you're vaccinated, a lot of people are going to say no to this. And this will likely, in my opinion, prolong everything that's happening. Although I got to say, I don't know how many, how how much, uh, how many people, how much people in general have faith in any of this stuff because it seems like it never ends. There's some things to consider. Although there are a lot of people who are posting serious stories and have serious concerns and many people have doubts. It's hard to know how to cut through the BS and figure out what's true, especially in this day and age. I just don't know. So I get my vitamin D as recommended by Dr. Fauci. And uh, I exercise and I try to eat right and just generally be healthy. I wash my hands and I get medical advice from doctors. And when I'm unhappy, I ask for a second opinion. But let's read and talk politics. They say, former FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb told CBS that in terms of Delta spread, the US is about a month or two behind the UK, a country that has been dealing with high numbers of cases despite relatively high vaccination rates. For those such countries... The WHO advised last week that even the fully vaccinated should continue to wear masks. Already in L.A., the, the, the pace of this variant spread has motivated officials to reinstate mask guidance for public indoor spaces, regardless of vaccination status. I just went to the mall the other day. It was normal. One hundred percent normal. OK, maybe not one hundred percent, because there are still some people walking around with masks on and there are still signs saying socially distance, but nobody was. I just I just can't see that these states are going to have to are going to be able to reinstate this because people's brains will explode. They say calling it a precautionary measure, the L.A. County Department of Public Health issued the voluntary mass guidance Monday, saying it was necessary until health officials can better understand how and to who the Delta variant is spreading. Experts have said that evidence points to vaccines like those from Moderna and Pfizer-BioNTech providing high amounts of protection against the variant. But LA Public Health Director Barbara Ferrer said it is not clear what the future of the variant will be as it becomes more prevalent. That's particularly interesting. But not all local leaders are reinstating preventative guidance at this time. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy announced Monday that masks will not be mandatory in the state school buildings. With more than two months until schools open, Murphy noted... These rules could change depending on how the virus spreads and what the CDC decides. This is our best sense of what back to school looks like. It's far more than an educated guest, Murphy said. The story goes on saying, act now to fully immunize your child before the new school year. For parents parents worrying over the possibility of regional variant surges in the fall, the time to vaccinate children for school is now. Many large school systems, including Atlanta, Fort Myers, Florida, Flagstaff, uh, Fort Myers, Arizona, I'm s- Fort Myers, Florida, Flagstaff, Arizona, and the entire state of Hawaii start school in the first two weeks of August. It takes five weeks to be fully vaccinated with Pfizer's vaccine, the only one authorized for adolescents ages 12 to 17. That means, for example, Atlanta students need to get their first shots by July 1st to be fully immunized by the first day of school on August 5th. Pfizer's vaccine is given in two doses. We we, we know all this. Some vaccines offer years of protection. Protection studies show. There have been studies claiming that the Delta variant will be stopped by the vaccine. But there's one very, very important thing. I can already hear a lot of people questioning whether or not children should get the vaccine due to the current data released by the CDC and recommendations by the CDC. Instead of me telling you, it's simple. I had a conversation with a friend of mine, and they said that, you know, they went to their doctor and the doctor just told them, we got to get back to normal. So bring your kids in to get the vaccine. And I said, wait, wait, wait that sounds like a political opinion. I don't care who you are. Political opinions over medical issues, I will not accept. Seriously. Medical issues, I do. And if if YouTube has a problem with that, well, then we got bigger problems in this world. Many people have been banned for saying a lot less than I'm saying now, but I'll put it bluntly. When you talk to your doctor, if they bring up politics or whatever, you need to get a second opinion. You need someone to go through your medical history and say, this is what is being recommended. This is what is approved by the FDA. And as for a lot of these conversations, because I'll, I'll point this out. We got Brett, no, uh, I'm sorry, Brett Weinstein. Brett Novak's a friend of mine. I almost had Novak for whatever reason. Brett Weinstein says YouTube just demonetized both dark horse channels, wiping out more than half of our family income. Their message, drop the science and stick to the narrative or else no YouTube review this video. Censorship kills, belts tighten, incomes can be replaced. I believe this is the wrong thing. There is an interesting conundrum that I believe YouTube is faced with. There is FDA guidelines and CDC guidelines about what is acceptable and what isn't. There are two prominent drugs. There's hydroxychloroquine that we've seen studies come out talking about when taken with zinc, has reduced symptoms, and a new study from Oxford Uh, published by Reuters and The Guardian, suggesting that ivermectin, which is another bannable word, does reduce viral reproduction rates and can reduce symptoms. However, neither of those drugs have been approved by the FDA, and the FDA says they are not effective treatments. I see a lot of people on Twitter saying, look at these studies, look at these studies, 100%. I am, and I'll mention them right here. One of the studies from MedRxiv is preliminary, not peer-reviewed, and says it should not be used for, uh, in, in, in actual clinics. Like The study should not influence clinical use. As much as I do not like the censorship, as much as I think we need to be able to talk about these things, and I'm willing to risk having these conversations for the sake of informing people, I do think it's fair to say, and these are the rules for YouTube, they're not approved, and the studies are preliminary. But here's what I did. I reached out to Google. Why? Google says that you cannot say on YouTube that ivermectin is an effective treatment. There was a study put out by Oxford suggesting that ivermectin was promising and may be effective. I reached out to Google and asked them, should I say not to trust the science? Because Oxford put out this study. You see the problem with their rules? I got an official response. They said, so long as you mention the FDA has not approved this, so long as you mention the CDC guidelines and all that stuff, we welcome the conversation and the debate. And I got to be honest, I don't trust Google or YouTube. Brett Weinstein is an actual scientist, an evolutionary biologist who brought on several uh, very smart people talking about these medications. And my understanding is that Brett did say these are not FDA approved. Perhaps the issue is, I guess he was recommending their use very heavily. I'm not going to do that because I'll be honest with you guys. (laughs) I don't want to be legally liable if someone says, you know, he said to go do X. And I think that's probably what YouTube's biggest problem is with all of this. If you get people coming on and saying things, they're like, can we get sued? Now, I'll push back on that claim as well. Section 230, baby. You can't hold YouTube responsible for what is said by third parties who produces content. So I do not believe YouTube's excuses for censoring content. I just don't. My personal stances, I've heard the conversations. I just, ref- I, I defer to my doctors. I get messages from tons of people saying, you know, Tim, the, 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 the doctors, you know, uh, they don't know themselves. And I'm just like, I'm going to throw it back to what I was saying before. If I have a pipe break, I call a plumber. If I have an electrical, you know, outage or something, I call an an electrician. I have an electrician come in and start talking about breaker boxes and voltage. I had one guy be like, hey, they wired it up for 110. What are they doing? You need 120. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. Thank you for fixing it. That's my issue. Now, Brett Weinstein's actual, actually a scientist talking to doctors. And that's where the real problem comes in. It's really easy for me to be like, I understand YouTube's rules because I'm not a doctor myself. And I certainly wouldn't recommend anything. And I would tell you to go to a doctor. But what happens when you get doctors coming on and saying, here's what they recommend to their patients and YouTube bans them? That's the challenge. So I don't know what else to say in terms of the censorship beyond. I will not recommend anything. I don't know if they're effective. I've Google searched some stuff. I have a friend who got injured from the vaccine. Uh, this is uh, as far as I can tell. I have confirmed many of the details and there are many stories like this. Actually, let me let me let me show you this. This is from uh, Fox six now. These are NewsGuard certified. Senator Johnson, families speak COVID vaccine adverse reactions. Vaccine injury is a real thing right now. The official narrative is that they are still relatively low compared to the hundreds of millions of doses given. I actually think that is an important bit of context we need to pay attention to. When we deal with like the flu shot, you have this thing called the vaccine adverse event reporting system and people will report, though it's typically underreported. But how many people really get the flu shot? Is it 100 plus million like they're saying now have gotten the the, the, uh, COVID vaccine or whatever? If you vaccinate more people, you will get more reports. We have to make sure we're not falling victim to the scaling problem. That simply because we're seeing so many stories, we assume it's worse than it is. When the reality may be that just more people have got vaccinated. However, I do think what Ron Johnson did was good because people have a right to know about these adverse reactions. They happen. A friend of mine had an adverse reaction. It affected his nerves and his legs and his arms. I know of two people out of my family, my friends who have been negatively impacted, though you hear that a lot of people do get side effects like, um, you know, uh, fatigue or tiredness. And some people have more severe side effects. Again, let's make sure we're not falling victim to the scaling problem. Just because there is way more people getting the vaccine, we assume it's worse than it really is. However, You ultimately make the decision for yourself. I know a lot of people are going to be like, Tim, you need to warn people and all that stuff. I'm not a doctor. I I don't know what medications you take. I see someone with a prescription bottle. It's got a weird word on it. I see commercials with weird words. I'm not the expert on this stuff. So I can't tell you what to do. I can only say, be responsible. Take a look at the news, get the proper medical opinions, and take care of yourself. Already, I'll tell you this, even saying these words, it's like, do we really trust YouTube to... uh, be honest. Well, since they are the ones who gave me the guidelines, I have no problem saying these things and saying, "Fine, so be it if you take this down and take it down." But there are families speaking up, and they have had adverse reactions. In this news story from Fox Six Now, a 12 year old girl named Maddie de, de-, 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 de- has been hospitalized three times, rushed to the emergency room nine times, And the mother says that she was completely normal before the vaccine. I believe she was saying she got the Pfizer vaccine. Now, a friend of mine got the Pfizer vaccine. And I posted his threads. He's retiring from music. He's 35. He's been playing drums for 20 years, but um, due to a variety of factors, one of which includes his constant pain and fatigue, he just can't play drums anymore. It's made it very, very difficult for him. He can still play, he said, and and it does seem to be improving, but it's been over a month. Now, I bring this up because he did talk to several doctors who told him ivermectin is not approved. And just because you hear things on the internet doesn't mean it's true. And I I. Look, I want to believe a lot of things, but I see people posting on Twitter talking about ivermectin and I'm like, that doesn't mean anything to me. I'm sorry. I see Brett Weinstein and he talks about this stuff and I'm like, I'm sorry, man. I'm a skeptical person. And I, and I, and I hear this stuff and I say, okay, but what do you do in the end? You got to talk to your trusted medical professionals. Don't take advice from me. My advice is to talk to medical professionals and it will always be. In the end, I don't want to harp too much on about that because it's just beating a dead horse. The lockdowns are going to come. This will shake the confidence of regular people. They're not going to have confidence in the vaccine if they're being told like L.A. is saying it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not. I'm not a fan of that. I think it's a huge mistake. I think these politicians are exploiting a crisis and they are going to cause more damage because whatever the, whatever side of the fence you land on, be it. You know, Democrats tend to be overwhelmingly pro-vaccine. Conservatives tend to be substantially less confident about it. But there's a reason for this. Democrats tend to live in big, densely packed urban cities. And conservatives live in the middle of nowhere. I can go outside right now and scream at the top of my lungs and bother not a, not a single person. There's nobody around me. I'm not super worried about being in densely populated areas. We have very little contact with other people relative to what you see in major cities. So that divide is fairly obvious. But you know what I do? I call doctors. What's happening now is that there are Democratic politicians who found a way to control, manipulate and fear, and fear is good for them. So I'll put it this way. I'm not going to come out here and scream that there's a grand cabal of global elites that are uh, manipulating the whole system. I'm going to say, just talk to a doctor. Now, the great reset I understand there are wealthy individuals internationally who want to exploit this crisis. There are politicians who do it. I don't think there's a shadow Cabal Illuminati or anything like that. I'm not going to just scream and say it's the end of the world. I think we're going to be okay. for every story talking about fears of the Delta variant. I think many of them are trying to scare you to freak you out. And then when these these politicians come out and say, you know, the World Health Organization or L.A., they're going to give you recommendations and say, regardless of vaccination status, that's going to disincentivize people. Here's what we don't want. We don't want bars getting people drunk and then giving them medication. We don't want news articles shocking you and scaring you, telling you the vaccines are all evil. I've tweeted about my friends who have experienced this stuff, and I still think the ultimate answer is talking to a medical professional. I don't like the fact, and I've mentioned this before, news outlets want to scare you. That's true. Because they know it'll get clicks. Donald Trump is the one who pushed through this vaccine. It is not cut and dry. It is not like Trump said, no, the vaccine was bad and then they did it anyway. And then Trump fought against it. Trump's been encouraging people to get vaccinated. I still think that's bad, too. The problem is everybody is, I shouldn't say literally everybody, but when it comes to the media, when it comes to these stories, when it comes to politicians, they're going to find a way to scare you and then try and um, get power because of it. A lot of these people in Democrat-run cities are very, very terrified of everything that's going on. It's very beneficial to the politicians that they can come out and say, regardless of vaccina- vaccination status. But if their true goal is to get as many people as vaccinated as possible, those who are at risk and those who get it recommended by their doctor for legitimate medical reasons, they're going to scare people away from this. I don't. If a doctor says to me something political, I'm going to say, sorry, not interested. And if the doctor tells me that it's not recommended for a variety of reasons, that's why it exists. I'm going to address this one more time because people tell me that their doctors don't know. No, I've had guests on this show who have, on, on Tim Guest IRL, sorry, who have said that their doctors recommended against it for their wives or for their children for a variety of reasons. Don't just immediately assume your doctors aren't going to be looking over your medical history. I don't want to be liable for whatever happens. YouTube certainly doesn't. But it is a problem, in my opinion, that YouTube is censoring the speech of people like Brett Weinstein. I don't know what the solution is. I honestly don't. The FDA has their guidelines. These medications like ivermectin and HCQ are not approved. A lot of people believe there's something nefarious, but I can't prove any of that. I can only say, get as many opinions as you can and talk to many doctors and just try and figure out what's best for you because ultimately it's your responsibility and don't take advice from anybody else who are trying to tell you what to do, you know, when it comes to taking certain medications, but um, long story short, because I'm ranting, trying to drive home the same point I probably already said 50 times. The Delta variant is coming. I wouldn't be surprised if the exploitation persists, but it's hard to know for sure because I think a lot of people have reached the boiling point and they're not going to stand for more lockdown. So we have to figure something else out. I'll leave it there. Uh, I think this is going to be the video that gets taken down because of everything I've said, but uh, I tried to play it correctly. And I will stress it, it is my legitimate opinion. You talk to a doctor and don't get advice from me but I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then.